Hey everyone, welcome back to the Haunted Corner. I'm glad that you're here. Today we're going to be diving into some of the world's most haunted forests. You guys seem to be enjoying these two-part episodes, so like the previous ones, part two of Haunted Forests will be available only on Patreon very soon. So head over there to patreon.com forward slash the Haunted Corner. You'll have immediate access to Cruise Ship Disappearances Part 2 and Haunted Roads Part 2. And then you'll have access to Haunted Forest Part 2 when it drops. And you'll get an email when it's available. So head over there so you're notified when it does drop. All right, let's get into it. Up first is the New Jersey Pine Barrens. The first national reserve in the United States was the Pine Barrens, also known as the Pinelands, and it was established in 1978. It encompasses 1.1 million acres of preserved woodlands, spanning seven counties in southern New Jersey, and it has quite the reputation for its hauntings. The history dates back to 1200 AD, when this area was first inhabited by Native Americans, European settlers arrived in 1694, and industries including the iron, glassmaking, paper, cotton, and clay production industries brought many jobs to the area. When coal was discovered, though, people moved west, and the area was left pretty well abandoned. You can still see remnants of these abandoned villages in the area to this day. The area is now known for much more than its dense, beautiful forest lands. There's a very popular paranormal resident that is known to roam the area. The story is that there was a woman named Deborah Leeds who was pregnant with her 13th child in 1735. 13 children. I don't know. They didn't have a TV in the bedroom or something. While Deborah was going through it at the time, she was struggling to carry care for her many children and her alcoholic husband. So in a moment of frustration and desperation, she cursed her unborn child. It's reported that the child was born after a very difficult birth with, and with, the child was born with hands and feet that were shaped like hooves. The child had a pair of wings and the head that was similar to a goat or a horse. The story is that the child wrestled free from the midwife and flew up the chimney before they knew what had happened. The midwife, as well as Deborah, reported hearing the hooves tapping on the roof of the home before the child fled. Now, this child was known as the Jersey Devil. And reports of the Jersey Devil sightings date back to 1820, when Joseph Bonaparte, the brother of Napoleon, claimed to have witnessed the Jersey Devil on his Bordentown estate. The creature was blamed for livestock killings in the 1840s and again in the 1920s. The most famous incident of panic over the Jersey Devil occurred in 1909. In the month of January, hundreds of sightings were reported along with attacks in Haddon Heights in Camden. Newspaper coverage led to widespread hysteria. A $10,000 bounty was put on the creature's head and schools were even closed for a short period of time. 
along with the Jersey Devil, there have been many other paranormal sightings in the Pine Barrens, including the ghost of a very kind African-American man who is known to treat medical problems of visitors in the area. And it's reported that this is the spirit of a doctor named James Still. He is said to have died in the 1800s. It's reported that because he was not freely allowed to practice medicine due to the color of his skin, he moved to the Pine Barrens to study herbal remedies and medicine until one day he was able to open his own clinic to practice. He's still said to visit the place that meant so much to him as he was starting out in his career. Other reported hauntings in the area include a young boy who runs into the road chasing a ball, but as many people have swerved or pulled over to check on the boy, there's no one to be found. There's also said to be a woman in white, and the story is that she passed away on her wedding night alongside her new husband and she now likes to look into windows that are not on the bottom floor of the home, if you catch my drift. So use extra caution when visiting the Pine Barrens, and watch out for the Jersey Devil. Up next, we're heading to the Dow Hill Forest in India. The Dow Hill Forest is located near Kursong in the West Bengal state of India. The town is well known for its lush green forests and picturesque landscapes. But behind the calm and beautiful exterior lies what is known as one of the most haunted places in India. There's been paranormal activity reported all over the region, but specifically inside the Dow Hill Forest. According to reports, there's a small stretch of road between the Dow Hill Road and the Forest Office, which is called the Death Road. The woodcutters in the area often report a bone-chilling sight of a young, headless boy walking and disappearing into the dense woods. There have been stories of blood-curling screams coming from within the forest, and people have reported cases of being watched and constantly followed by someone, and some have even seen a red eye peering at them from within the woods. Some visitors have reported seeing a woman dressed in dark gray clothing who appears to be in distress. But as they get closer to help the woman out, the woman disappears with no trace of her. No footprints, nothing. She just vanishes into thin air. Not only is the forest haunted by many different reported spirits, the hauntings have spread to the nearby roads and even to the Victoria's Boys' School where multiple unnatural deaths have reportedly occurred. However, the administration is said to have no record of these unusual deaths. Stories from locals include reports of boys whispering or loudly laughing in the corridors and the sound of footsteps when the school remains closed during the winter vacations from December to March. Some people report, though, that these ghost stories are just that, stories. I guess you'll have to visit the school and the Dow Hill Forest to find out for yourself. Up next, we're heading to Mexico, to the Isla de las Muñecas, or the Island of the Dolls. And this one is one of my favorites. So, so creepy. 
Now, an island covered with decaying old dolls strung up in trees is pretty creepy on its own, even before you get to the dark origin story. Deep in the heart of the canals of Xochimilco is one of the world's most haunted and tragic locations, the Island of the Dolls. The little island is the home to thousands of dolls reportedly brought there to appease the tragic cries of a child's spirit. The story is that a man who was a native to Xochimilco once sequestered himself on the island away from his family. This man was named Don Julian Santana Barrera, and he became the caretaker of the island for many years. One day, Don Julian discovered the body of a young girl who had drowned in the water. Shortly after, he saw a doll floating in the water, believing it had, ha had belonged to the young girl. Shortly after the girl was found, he hung the doll from a tree to appease her spirit. However, many strange things began to occur on the island. Don Julian began seeing ghosts around the island, among other things he couldn't explain. And one morning, he woke up and he found that all of his crops had died overnight. So he began gathering dolls from wherever he could find them in various states of decay, some without heads, arms, or legs. He hung them all from the trees around the island as a way to keep the young girl's spirit at bay. Some people aren't sure about the validity of Don Julian's story or whether the young girl even truly existed. But it, what is certain is that Don Julian dedicated his life to the young girl who died near the island up until his death in 2001 when Don Julian was found drowned in the water just as a young girl he dedicated his life to. Visitors to the island have reported feeling like they're being watched by the dolls on the island. Some have even reported seeing the dolls blink or move on their own. In addition to the hundreds of dolls, the island also contains a small museum with articles from local newspapers about both the island and the previous owner. There's a store and three rooms, one of which seems to have been used as a bedroom. In this room, you can see that the you can see the first doll that Santana collected, as well as Augustina, Augustinita, his favorite doll. Some of the visitors place offerings around the dolls in exchange for miracles and blessings, and some others change their clothes and maintain it as a form of worship. Many people bring their own dolls to add to the island. The only question is, will you visit the island and bring a doll of your own? I probably won't. I will... Observe from a distance, known as my house. Now, next on our list of haunted forests, we're traveling across the pond to Northern Ireland. A forest called Ballyboley Forest in Larne, Northern Ireland. For hundreds of years, this forest has inspired nightmares among locals and visitors who have experienced the hauntings associated with it. These hauntings date back to 1400 when, over a span of several hundred years, Ballyboley Forest was the site of many unexplained disappearances. People go into the forest, but they never come out. When locals would mount search parties to find the missing people, all that would be found would be an altar or some kind of monument. 
Most people believe that these disappearances were kidnappings due to pagan rituals or human sacrifices. And the most recent disappearance was a cyclist in 2012. Other strange reports in the Ballyboli Forest include shadow figures lurking behind trees and wandering the forest at night. Some reports of these shadow figures indicate that the shadows are human-formed, but some have features of animals, which makes it even more spooky. These shadow figures are sometimes accompanied by chanting in an unknown language, which is understandably unsettling. One of the most popular stories associated with Ballyboli Forest is a story of a group of teenagers who were out in the forest one night on an overnight camping trip when they spotted a group of people nearby. They went to investigate and see who it was, but found nothing until later in the evening when the teens spotted four people walking towards them from the tree line. What was strange about this group of people was that they were carrying lit torches and walking towards the teens who were obviously freaking out at that point. But before the figures could reach the teens, they disappeared into thin air. And as they disappeared, the teens heard what sounded like animals crying out in the distance. A man recalls a time when he felt as though he was being watched in the forest. And as he turned around to investigate, he too saw four hooded figures standing in brown robes with head coverings. He knew they weren't there previously, and as he went to investigate, he heard a loud screaming sound before the figures vanished. Another spirit known to haunt the area is that of a woman. One night, two men were walking through the forest when they heard the sound of large wings flapping, but they couldn't see anything. Shortly thereafter, the men heard the sound of a woman screaming in pain. The men were quickly leaving the forest at that point. They weren't about to hang out and find out who was screaming, but they then came across several trees that were dripping with blood. So what had they stumbled upon? Well, the men didn't stick around to find out, and I can't blame them. The final forest we'll be visiting in part one of Haunted Forests is Robinson Woods in Illinois, which is also known as one of the most haunted forests in North America, and it's easy to see why. The Robinson Woods are known for many things besides the hauntings including the smell of lilacs blooming even during the dead of winter. The woods were named after a man named Alexander Robinson, the former chief of the Chippewa, Ottawa, and Potawatomi Native American tribes. He was given the land as a gift. Robinson Woods is the burial ground for Alexander Robinson and his family, who lived on the property until 1955 when a fire forced them to relocate and the spirits of the family members are said to still be visiting the area to this day. In 1955, three young boys who were 11, 13, and 14 years old at the time were found murdered in a ditch nearby. All three were nude and had been strangled to death, with evidence that one had been severely beaten as well. The murderer wouldn't be caught until 1994, and he was a man named Kenneth Hansen. 
He eventually was sentenced to over 200 years in prison, where he later died. It's reported that shortly after the murders, many strange things began to occur. In the 1970s, paranormal investigators were taking recordings near Alexander Robinson's grave when they heard the distinct sound of drums beating nearby with no explanation. Other reported sounds include the sound of an axe cutting down a tree, but when visitors go to investigate, nothing and no one can be found. There have even been reports of unexplained lights being seen by visitors who are unable to locate the source. Nearby the Robinson's grave, there have been reports of the smell of lilacs blooming, even at times when they aren't in bloom, including during the winter. So if you like strange noises and the smell of lilacs, this might just be the forest for you. And that is the end of part one of Haunted Forests. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, head over to patreon.com forward slash the haunted corner and you'll have access to part two when it drops. You'll also have access to the other Patreon exclusive episodes, early access to Monday's episode, and a lot more. Thanks for tuning in. The sources for today's episode will be listed on the blog post for the episode at www.thehauntedcorner.com. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and also on YouTube with new episodes dropping every Monday and Thursday. Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to tell a friend. If you have a case suggestion or a correction to share, please send it to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com or submit it through the website. Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye.